0: we give you praise. we give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Greetings beloved in Jesus name. Amen. Can I just refer to the songs that we sang this morning, the one that we ended with, we are saying, you are faithful, O Lord, you are faithful, O Lord. I'm not sure if you were singing that from your heart, I'm thinking about the faithfulness of the Lord, thinking about how faithful the Lord has been, that you are still here. I always acknowledge, I even just thank God that I'm still alive. I thank God that I'm still living in good health. I thank God that I still have sound mind. I thank God that it is well with my soul. So it means I can say, Lord, you are faithful, Lord, you are faithful. And some of you, you've gone through difficult times, but you are still here. That's why you are able to sing, through it all, through it all, I've learned To trust in Jesus. I've learned. To trust in God. I've learned. To depend upon his word. So some of those challenges. That you've been going through. The enemy had intended to destroy you with them. But the Lord used those to uplift you. That you can say Lord you are faithful. And you say through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Do I have witnesses here of what God has done for you. Amen Amen. Amen. and that's why we will never go back no more turning back. I'm stuck with him for life because I've seen how great the Lord has been in my life and he remains faithful all the time and it doesn't matter what you are going through even as we speak. God is still faithful and I want you to see the faithfulness of God even in your situation Amen. Amen. So and when we say through it all it means you've gone through and if you go with me actually to the book of Psalms 23 verse 4 Mr. MJ Psalms 23 verse 4 Amplified Classic I want to show you that actually the challenges and the troubles you are going through they are not permanent Amen. You are just passing through them. Tell your neighbor, I'm just passing through. Amen. I'm just going through. And on the other side, you will see me still standing. Amen. Because God is with me. So just read that one for us in Psalms 23 verse 4.
1: Yes. Though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide they comfort me. So he says there's no problem with the shadow of
0: valley of death. There's no problem with the deep sunless valley. As long as God is with me, I shall fear no evil. Amen. So there is no problem with what you are going through. Stick with God. Then you will be able to say, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to depend upon God's word. And you will give a testimony. Come and tell us and say, yo. If you read Psalms 118, you can see what the psalmist says. He says, they had come against me like bees and I was pushed down so that I may be crushed. But in the name of the Lord, I've defeated them and I'm still here. So you will have something to testify about and say I'm still here. And I thank God for his faithfulness. So he says, even though I walk through, I like walking through, I don't like staying in. Amen. So tell your neighbor you are just walking through. Amen. And you know, when I go through, the future looks good. Because God has already said something about my future. Read with me in the book of Isaiah 3.10. Isaiah 3.10 NIV. I want you to look at this and see that it's not like God is guessing about your future. It's not like a toss of a dice. You know some people say, it might work well for you. It may not. It's all up to God. God doesn't play dice. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't play dice. dice. Yeah, it's not tail or head. God speaks. And when he has spoken, let's not guess him. Amen. When he has spoken, let's not guess him. Okay. Okay. Actually, before you read that, let me read the verse that Pastor Josephine likes. Read, go back, before we, we read that uh, Isaiah 3.10, go to Ecclesiastes, okay, some of you call it Ecclesiates. Okay, I'm, I'm pronouncing it the Miles Monroe way, Ecclesiastes, <laughs> okay, Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 29, do it in the Good News translation. I heard this verse from Pastor Josephine and it stuck with me since then and I like it. Because the problem with us is we complicate ourselves. The things of God are very simple. You remember even Naaman when he had leprosy and the man of God tells him to go and wash in the river Jordan and he would be clean. And then he started complaining and said, the man of God should have come and maybe lifted his hand. He should have done this and this and this. The servant said, the man of God asked you a simple thing. If he had asked you a difficult thing, you would have done it. You know why people find it difficult? It's like, let's say you are sick and now I pray for you and I speak a word over you. You say, but pastor maybe should have given me some ropes. Or some water, not this simple water. Maybe somewhere where the waters come, the water falls. And you like difficult things. But listen to this God has created us simple and plain. Ecclesiastes 729.
1: Good this news. is all that I have learned. God made us plain and simple, but we have made ourselves very complicated. The preacher
0: has learned that, and I'm also seeing that. When you hear people even arguing with God, there are some people who even question God. Yeah, if God is God, why this and this and this? You're just complicating yourself. God didn't create you complicated. He created you simple and plain. So even what I'm sharing with you today, I want you to take it like, with a childlike faith. That's why the Bible says unless you accept the kingdom of heaven like these little ones, you will never enter into it because we like reasoning. So I want you to not guess God. I want you to know God. And if he has spoken, take what he has said, he knows how it works. Don't try and reason but will it work just like this? Will it work like just like this? You remember the other time I told you, so we're going back now to, to Isaiah 3, 10, NIV. You remember the other time I told you that I like how God did it in the beginning when He created the heavens and the earth. Do you know that man was not created until God finished creating everything? Yeah, He created day one, no man, day two no human being day three no man day four no man day five and when he finished then day six he created man then for me i interpret that in two ways one god wanted to make sure that everything was prepared and done for us so our uh, our table is already set before we come into the scene but the other one for me, I'm not saying this is in the Bible, I'm doing like Paul, sometimes Paul will say it's me speaking, not the Lord. So it's me speaking now, it's not the Lord. The other one I think of, it's I think it's good that God created man only in day six. Hey, <laughs> because if man was created in day one, there would have been a lot of suggestions. There would have been a lot of suggestion. God, how are you going to make sure that the whole earth is full of trees? How are we going to plant trees in all the earth just with one weight? How are we going to have the energy of the sun without electricity? So there would be a lot of questions. So God worked out everything and at the end he brings us into the sea. Amen. So I want you to take it simple and plain. Just believe what God has said. It works as he has said it. So read Isaiah 3.10 NIV.
1: Tell the Russians, it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Okay. So do
0: I have some Russians people here? If you are Russians, if you know that you are saved by the blood of Jesus, you are a child of God, raise your hand like this. So the Bible says I must tell you. It will be well with you amen he didn't say I must tell you you never know it may work it may not work he didn't tell me to tell you that he said tell the Russians it will be well with them for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds and when we still saying that you go to third John verse 2 that john only has one chapter in the king james version and we'll read it with jeremiah 29:11 and i will tell you what we're going to be sharing about today just thought to give you that introduction so that you can understand that we don't have to guess god god has already pronounced who he is we just have to seek him to reveal himself unto us and that's why you shouldn't church Come and listen what God is, how God is revealing himself. Sometimes I think about how good the Lord has been to me. And there, there are times when I just think, I must just trust God. I must just believe God. Because there are things that even if you were to use human wisdom, you can't handle them. So you can as well learn to trust God. Let me give you a simple example. If you are in your car, or you are a pedestrian, whether you are in a car or a pedestrian, and then a truck loses brakes and it's coming facing you. Do you have any solution? Your education, does it save you? Your money, does it save you? Your wisdom, does it save you? Your driving skill, does it save you? No. It means you just have to trust in God. You just have to know that God knows and he is in charge. And he has already declared, he has already told me that he will cover me with his feathers. He said, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He has given his angels charge over me to keep me and preserve me in all my ways. So he has already committed to protect me. How he does it, I don't know. And I don't have to know. All I know is that he defends me. You know the Psalms 23 that we read it says your rod to protect. You protect me. You defend me. And I thank you for that. Just take it as you've said. So 3 John verse 2 King James version says beloved I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, if you look at this, it's not guessing, huh? Uh, you never know. you might prosper, you might not. You may be healthy, you may be sick. That's not what that verse is saying. So you are complicating yourself. You're reading a lot of newspapers. That's why you talk a lot of guesswork. Amen. But if we just listen to what God has said and we take it with a childlike faith, when it says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. So i like to be in health. I don't have to be sick first to confess my healing. I told you every day of my life, I thank God that I'm healthy. I walk in divine health. It's actually easier to confess that by the stripes of the Lord Jesus you were healed when you are feeling healed. And when you do that, you are confirming what is in your body that you are healed and the healing power of God will keep on flowing through you. So Jeremiah 29.11 says, Amplified Classic For I know the thoughts of And the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not for evil. So he clarified himself. Before some of you say, it may be for good things or for evil. Good things or bad things. It says, uh, uh, not for evil, it's not me. You didn't hear that one from me. To give you hope in your final outcome. Other version says, to give you a good future. So it means my destiny is already set. God has already pronounced on my ending. Where I am today is not where I'm going to end amen so that's why I'm saying take it like a child actually when we grew up there was this saying it says for don't remember so what I want to share with you today is my father is in charge <laughs> so when you say my father is in charge I can rest because my father is in charge and my father has already said what he wants for me he said it will be well with me he said I will live in divine health he said I will prosper as my soul prospers he said he's got good plans for me and those plans are not for evil So it means, it doesn't matter what I'm going through, there is a plan. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't matter what you're going through. There is a plan. plan. And that plan is specific. It says, the plan is for good ending. Amen. Amen. And you say, Pastor, don't place psychology with us here. We've got serious problems. God created us simple and plain. But God ways to complicate ourselves. So when you start now reasoning, you are complicating yourself because you think you know better than God. Because the one thing that we do in this church will tell you what you will find that at the end you've got a lot of scriptures to say the same thing. So then you can't blame it on me, it's in your Bible. So when he says I must tell the righteous it will be well with them, So why should I come here and tell you any other thing? When I'm already told what to tell you. Amen? Amen. So even when it says there is a good plan. For my future. It's like this. You know when there is a plan. Some of you. You don't have that house yet. It's like even for our church. You know that the plan. We've got the plan. It looks good. Okay? So whatever thing. We will not be discouraged by any other thing we're looking at the plan. We know where we are going. Amen. So it should be like that in your life. Even when there is this, that, or that, keep focused on the plan. Amen. It's like Joseph. God had already told him that his brothers and his parents would bow to him. But when things were like falling dead, as if things were falling apart... Things were actually lining up. When he was sold to Egypt, when he was falsely accused of rape and taken to prison, when he was in prison and was forgotten by the butler, after he had interpreted his dream, everything was working out. Amen. Amen? Amen. So it means even in your own life, God is working behind the scene. Amen. Amen. We're going to read that scripture. You will know that God arranges things. Even when you are seated here, he's busy with your assignment. Yeah. Amen. So, if you read with me in Ephesians 1:11 NIV, "Because I like it that my Father has already declared what should be of me, so I can say my Father is in charge." And sometimes you find things are going that way and things are going that way. Don't focus on things. Focus on the Father. Amen. Amen. Refuse to focus on issues. You remember when Jesus was in the boat and there was storm around that boat. What was Jesus doing? Sleeping. When the wind was boisterous. So there may be storms around you and boisterous winds. That sometimes you feel, I can't even sleep. Sleep. The Father is in charge. Amen. Amen. Because even if you wake up and not sleep the whole night, you change nothing. So you can as well trust God. And rest in him. And sleep knowing that the Father is in charge. So, Ephesians 1.11 NIV. It says, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined or predestinated according to the plan. Did you hear that in Jeremiah it says, he's got the thoughts and the plan. So here it tells you, according to the plan of him who works out everything to conform with the purpose of his will. So this is what this verse is saying. Okay. The other time I told you about predestination. That is two words. Those of you who know English. Pre means before. Destination means the ending. Predestination. Is that not it? Pre. Destination. So when we are predestined. It means before we even start. We are told the ending. So it's like when you... Buy a plane ticket or a bus ticket. They tell you where you are going before you leave. (laughs) Amen. So my God already told me. How the ending will be like. So I've got to keep the faith. So it says. In him who were also chosen. Having been predestined. According to their plan. I like this plan. God is not a haphazard. Tell your neighbor, God is not a buzzword. There is a plan. And this plan is not guesswork. It's not tail or head. It's a good future. It's, 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 it's a bright ending with God. It's, it's what God has said about me is health, divine health, prosperity, sound mind, joy. A peace, love. He's already said it. Amen. And there is already a plan. So if my father is the one who is in charge. Some of the things you may think is going that way. Think of the example of Joseph that I told you before. If Joseph did not keep the faith. When he was sold to Egypt he would have thought. How are my brothers and father ever going to bow to me? When he was taken to prison, actually we don't know for how long was he sentenced for accused rape, uh, for the accusation of raping the king's wife. That probably would have been a very long sentence. That's why with the seven years and It's it's, what I know is that it was more than nine years that he was still in prison. And still he was not going to get out at that time. He only got out because he was needed. Amen? Amen. Remember the seven years of plenty? He was still in prison. In the two years, then they were talking about, so I want you to look at, With him being, having, he talked even to the butler. He interpreted his dream and the butler forgot about him. To say that sometimes people would even forget about you. But how many of you know that God does not forget? Amen. God does not forget. God doesn't forget. So even when I'm here, he's still thinking about me. Even when I'm sleeping, he's thinking about me he is working behind the scene he works out it says according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will so all those things are worked to conform to the purpose of his will now go with me to isaiah 45 verse 15 mr mj will do it in the message translation Isaiah 45, 15. Because I like this. I like it that my father doesn't have to always be woken up. You remember when we're saying, All the other gods, they are the works of men. I was reading during the week and just rearing. if you read Psalms, you read Jeremiah, you read Isaiah. All of them, they talk about the gods that people make for themselves. So somewhere the Bible says, They make a god who can't even walk. You see, they would make a statue. And the god is just there. They say the god has a mouth, but he can't speak. So how can such a god save you? Some of us, when we grew up, our parents had gods who were goats. Other one would be called uncle. And then uncle sometimes would end up eating him. Now, you can see the folly there. So how is it that you have a God who is less powerful than you? Then, that God was supposed to make you a God, man. Not you making the God God. Because you are more powerful than it. If you decide to kill it, you can kill it. If you decide to let it die of hunger and you keep it in the crawl, you can do that. Which means it's not a God. Amen. All the other gods are the works of man. But you, my God... You are the most high God. Yeah. So if He's the one who is in charge, if He's the one who's holding on, I will keep on saying because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Yeah. Because He lives, all fear is gone. And life is worth a living because He lives. So Isaiah 45:15 message translation.
1: Clearly, you are a God who works behind the scenes. God of Israel. Savior God
0: amen tell your neighbor my God works behind the scenes so sometimes even when I don't see him even when I'm sleeping he's still working how many of you know that God doesn't sleep he doesn't slumber so it says he works behind the scene so he is the one who is in charge and he has already said what my future would be like. So my part is only to believe him. My part is to listen to his word. To listen to his voice. And obey him as he has said. With a childlike faith. Can you go with me to the book of First Kings chapter 17? First Kings 17, 2-9, New King James Version. I want to show you that even when you are going through difficult moments. That is not the moment to move away from God. That is the moment to listen to God. Some of you when things are tough, that's the time for you to quit church. No, that's the bad time to quit church because the devil will finish you. Amen. I always give this example as you're going to that First Kings chapter 17. National Geographic Channel. The buffaloes and the lion. So, when the buffaloes, when the lion wants to attack a buffalo, it can easily kill that buffalo when it's with other buffaloes. So what the buffaloes would do, they know that they are strong in the front, but they are vulnerable at the back. So what they would do is they would stand like this, the other buffalo face that way, the other one that way, the other one that way. So when I'm facing you, lion, somebody's guarding my back. Okay? Now the lion would roar and, roar and roar and roar and roar and roar. So as long as the buffalo remains with other buffaloes, it's safe. But what happens to the buffalo that jumps out? The lion says, he provides for me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> the lion starts faking God that now I've got, you see, so it means When you are with the others, you are safe. But the moment you start jumping out, the Bible says, your adversary, the devil, he is like a roaring lion seeking him whom he may devour. So if he is roaring and you jump out, lunch. But if you stay there, with your horns up, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit Amen. with which you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. And in the back, you've got your brother or your sister also interceding and praying for you. Amen. So we cannot be defeated. Amen. 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 Because we are standing there with one another. So I'm saying when things are difficult, that's not the time to move away from God. That's the time to even stay closer to God. That's the time to hear the voice of the Lord. So go that First Kings chapter 17 verse 2 to 9, New King James Version. I want to show you that Elijah at that time it was a time of famine, a time of lack, a time of shortage. Then the word of the Lord, from verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him saying, I like this thing when the word of the Lord comes god speaks the word of the lord came to him saying get away from here and turn to eastward and hide by the brook cherith which flows in the jordan into the jordan and it will be that you will drink from the brook and i want you to listen to the following words i have commanded the ravens to feed you there i want to ask you a question did Elijah advised God to talk to the ravens to feed him no you just listen God says go that way to the brook cherith you will drink from the brook but the food that you need I have commanded the ravens to feed you there and if it's some of you, you, you know what you would have said? Be realistic. How do you command birds? Birds just fly wherever they want to go. Actually, God, don't you know that the ravens eat meat? <laughs> By the way, some of you think you, you question God as if, as if you are his advisors. Hmm? that's complicating yourself so he says I have commanded the ravens to feed you there so he was working behind the scene when there was that famine God did not forget that he has his people yeah. when there is shortage God has not forgotten that you are there the Bible says if he can take care of the birds, you are much much more precious than the birds." Yeah. so God knows that you are there he knows that you have a need and he has commanded the ravens to feed you sometimes you would be even fed by those that you least expected from amen now listen so he went and did according to the word of the lord for he went and stayed by the brook cherith which flows into the jordan The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. Verse 6 is a miracle, man. How do the ravens know that he should get food in the morning, get food in the evening? And I I, I guess the ravens holding the meat. And if other ravens were looking, where are you taking the, the food to? Are you not fool today? We're taking it to Elisha the Tishbite. Elisha the Tishbite. Don't you know that human beings can kill you? The Lord has commanded us. Amen. And they took it to Elisha the Tishbite. So I love this God. I love a God who is not limited to natural circumstances. Amen. God is not limited to nature. Amen. So things that you sometimes don't understand. If God said he will do it. He will do it. He knows how to do it. You remember. When Jesus was walking on the sea. huh? And Peter says. If it's you. Command me to come to you walking on the water. Now. And Jesus said come. That's the word of the Lord. So when there is a word spoken, you've got something to walk on. You are not gazing, Because if Peter, just on his own, started walking, he would have sunk. So he needed a word. He said, if it's you, speak a word that I can come to you walking. And then I tell you, Peter didn't do this. Amen. Amen. He didn't try it. He said, if the master says it, he knows what to do. I, I think he was switched off in his mind. When you exercise your faith, it's like you switched off in your mind. Because instead of him thinking, you've got to be realistic, Jesus. This is water. And there is no ice underneath. It's water, water. Liquid. No, he just said, if it's you, command me to come to you walking on the water. As long as my father is in charge, I'll walk. Then he went. And as he was going, when he was going, it was simple and plain, isn't it? When he started seeing the winds, boisterous, so he started shifting the attention from Jesus. Now he begins to sink. So it means... As long as you are focused on Jesus, you will not drown. Amen. Focus on him. He knows how to save you. Amen. But when you start looking at the winds and look at the circumstances and spend sleepless nights worried, you are not helping your faith. Because when you can't sleep because you are worried, it's not helping anything. Jesus says, who of you by worrying can change anything? Amen. So now, listen to this. I like this God who works behind the scenes. Verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Like some of your places, it's like brooks have dried up. No? Huh? Yeah, some of you have even lost a job. Some of you this, this. So the brook has dried up. You are not the first one to have a brook dried up. Even some of your bank accounts, the brook has dried up. So when the brook has dried up is the time to listen to the voice of the Lord. So the elder was here and encouraging us when the brook has dried up, there is, there is a way to deal with it. Do it God's way. Amen. It happened while the brook dried up because the Lord, there has been no rain in the land. Elijah and the where is that? Yeah. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, I like it that even in your situation, God has something to say. Tell your neighbor, even in your current situation as we speak, God has something to say. So he says, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. I want you to look at few words commanded you didn't advise me because if you had advised me you would have told me to look for a rich man I have commanded a widow woman to feed you there and how many of you know that that widow woman didn't have much Mm. so that widow woman needed a miracle as much as Elijah needed a miracle and God realized the two of them need a miracle and then he connected them. Amen. Amen. So he says I've commanded a widow woman. To provide for you there. And Elijah didn't think. No widows we mustn't take anything from the widows. Mustn't take anything from the poor. The poor mustn't give. They need a miracle. So if they need a miracle they can as well give. So, But I like it when he says I've commanded. Which means, he's working, even when you can't see it, he's working behind the scene. He's working things for us, even when we can't see it. And I want you to start now learning to rest in God. People usually like this thing. I haven't seen it in scriptures, but people usually like saying, when somebody's departed, they say, rest in peace. You know that saying, isn't it? Rest in peace. Firstly, if it says rest, it means you will stand up again. Mm. But in peace, I'm not sure. <laughs> Amen. So I'll tell you the peace that you can rest in here. With the scriptures that I'm going to share with you. So when you know God and you know what He has said, you can rest in peace and be at peace. Amen. Even when things are troubling, when the waters are troubling around you, because your mind is fixed on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 and 4, Amplified Classic, Mr. MJ. So I'm saying to you, God can keep you in perfect peace and you can rest in him if your mind is stayed on him. If your mind is stayed on what God has said, the problem with most of us is that there are many things that are troubling us, many things that are going on around us. Try to think of that, try to think of that. There was even this other, I think a certain song, somebody says, when I try this, this breaks, when I do that, that breaks. It's like, when I do this, then this breaks and that breaks and It's keeping on breaking. Even when it feels like that. Don't forget that your father is in charge. Don't forget that the Lord will never allow you to go through something that your strength cannot carry. Amen. Amen? So, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, I like this.
1: You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind okay you will keep him guard him and keep him in perfect peace
0: constant peace whose mind both its inclination and its character is stayed on you
1: continue because he commits himself to you yes leans on you yes and hopes confidently in you
0: yes that's what i want you to do if you want to experience this peace of god you've got to lean completely on him to rely completely on him i know it's not easy okay but that's why you need to keep on hearing what god has said so that your mind may be renewed
1: continue So trust in the Lord. Okay. So that's my advice to you. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him. Mm. Lean on him. Mm. Hope confidently in him forever. Mm. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Amen. The Lord God is the rock of ages.
0: He is the everlasting rock. He is in charge. So it says, even in my mind, I've got to say, Lord... I want this peace, I want your peace, but he says I can only get that peace if I trust in him. By the way, do you know that when you are restless and you've got no peace, it's because you are not trusting. Hmm. Anything that is intimidating you and you are afraid of it, you fear that thing more than you believe God. That's why you are scared. Amen? So we shouldn't let our hearts be troubled. Go to John 14, 1, Amplified Classic. So, because I'm telling you these things and you say it's not easy, pastor. We don't choose. But Jesus <laughs> talks to us as if you can choose. Whose heart is it? It is your heart. Okay? You can decide to make it troubled. Or to say, I'm not going to worry about this. Because even if I worry, it changes nothing. Just going to believe God. And the amount of energy you use in worrying, you can use it to meditate. You know the Bible says meditate in the word day and night. So it means instead of worrying day and night, rather go through these scriptures. The scriptures that I'm giving you. By the way, when you come to church, I advise you. You don't have a computer mind. I advise you to have a notebook. You take some notes. Or wherever you can write the notes. Because some of these things, you will need these verses. You will need to take this word and make it part of you. When you go home, read this. You don't have to wait for trouble for you to look on the word. You've got to get grounded in the word, even when it's still sunny. Jesus says, I will liken the man who hears my words and do them like a man who is wise who builds his house upon the rock. And the one who hears my words and doesn't do them, I will liken him to a foolish man. And he compares the two. He says, the one who builds his house on the rock, when the winds come, when the storms come, they beat against that house, but the house remains standing. The one who builds his house on sand doesn't dig deep and make a strong foundation. When the winds come, when the storms come, They blow against that and great is its fall. So it means it's very, very important to have a strong foundation. But you can't make a foundation, a strong foundation when it's raining. How How many of you have ever seen people building when it's raining? It's too late. Amen. So the rain will come. Rainy season will come in your life. So now when it is still day, work on your faith. The scriptures we are giving you, take them and establish yourself in them so that when the winds come you are already established you already know what god has said you already know the end of the book amen i used to like giving this example we're going to that john 14 1 amplified classic john 14 1 amplified classic so let me give this example for those of you who yeah soccer fans soccer fans can i go to bafana bafana why don't you want me to go there? <laughs> so let's say you watch watching and it's recorded. And Bafana Bafana is 1-0 up at halftime against Morocco. Do you rejoice? Do you rejoice? Why? Bafana Bafana is ahead, man. You know the end of the game. Hey, Amen. So when you know the end of the game, it doesn't matter what the opponent what it looks like for the opponent this side. Might be one-nil at half-time, but we're coming back. Hey, Amen. This time, I'm, I'm just talking about a win. I'm not saying I'm not on the side of a fan of a fan. So I'm just giving you an example. Okay? To say that when a match is recorded, you already know the end of the book. You already know the end of the game. So I know the end of the game is that I'm more than a conqueror. I know the end of the game is that you are a winner. Amen. Amen. Yes, that's you. Amen. So it doesn't matter if it looks like the enemy is leading now. You can relax. Because you know it's not over until it's over. It's not over when I'm still down on the floor. Because God has said, I am more than a conqueror. He said, I'm victorious. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. So, John 14, 1, Amplified Classic. Okay. So, when he says, do not let your hearts be troubled, is it up to you? Huh? You mean, I've got a decision to not let my heart be troubled. Jesus, we've got to be realistic. Problems are real, Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Hey, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Continue.
1: Do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, or agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Mm. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. Amen. So I do not let my heart be
0: troubled. How do I do that? I trust in God. I trust in God. Because the same amount of energy to let your heart be troubled, you can use that energy to believe God. The same energy you can have, the same sleepless nights you can have, meditating on what the enemy is doing. You can as well use it as your all night prayer time. And I told you the other time that when you are worried and and you can't sleep, start praying. The devil will leave you alone. Yeah, he doesn't like prayer. The moment you start praying, you find you fall asleep. Then you sleep. It's fine. You were actually using it as a strategy. To fall asleep. Okay? But if you think you will sleep just by saying, devil leave me alone, I want to sleep. The Devil, leave me alone, I want to sleep. You will keep on thinking about those problems. So start meditating on the goodness of God. Start praying. Start rejoicing. Then the devil will leave you alone and you fall asleep. So when he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. It means, I can actually, even in the midst, even when there is chaos around me, I can trust God. Because I know God is in charge. Philippians 4, 4-8, to NLT. Got to pick up speed a bit. Philippians 4 four to 8, NLT. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. So it means you can take the joy of the Lord irrespective of what things are going on around you. I've got a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Amen. Yes. And that joy is there to stay. Yeah. So when he says, I know the devil doesn't like it, but it's down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Amen. Yes. So I think when next time when you feel like agitated and you're worried, you must start singing, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Amen. It's not out there. You see, happiness depends on what people are doing around you. But joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength because it's the force of the spirit. Amen. Amen. It starts from within. So I do not let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to make the enemy feel better. You know when, (laughs) I like what the kings of old used to do. Yeah, even when Saul was killed, that's how he did it. They wouldn't want to please the enemy. They wouldn't want their adversary to think they are in trouble. So when Saul was wounded, he said to his armor bearer, rather finish me. I don't want my enemies to rejoice in finishing me. Amen. I don't want the enemy to think that the things he's inflicting me with now, all of a sudden I'm really in so much trouble. Lord, where are you? Oh, now I don't know what have I done and that and that and that. And there's no verse. Amen. So all the things you're saying, you're just making the enemy realize he's winning. You know, in a tug of war, in a tug of war, we are pulling this way and the other opponent is pulling that way. Whoever gives in first. So as you are pulling, don't show your enemy that you are tired. (laughs) Eh? Keep on going. Amen. Keep on going. And when you are with God, you say, Lord... I need more strength. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. It says young men shall utterly fall and stumble. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up high with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So it says always be full of joy in the Lord. Again I say rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Do you remember that? Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So I want you to I want to show you that. You know what I was just saying now. So look at that verse. What are you not supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Twelve o'clock midnight. What are you not supposed to do at twelve o'clock midnight? What are you supposed to do? Amen. So he says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, in place of worrying, pray about it. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. This is how you rest in peace. (laughs) You experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your faults on what is true and honorable and right and pure, and lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent. And worthy of praise. Say no pastor this is psychology. Is it? Is it psychology? The Lord is admonishing if you want to experience his peace think about what he has said. Think about things that are right, things that are pure. If there be any virtue think on these things. You know that sometimes the devil would make you think about your problem as if you only have a problem and there is nothing good that's going on in your life. One time I made a challenge to some of you. I said, when you go, you can do that homework again. Take two pages, a four pages. Blank. In this one, write all your problems. In the other one, write all the things that are going well in your life. Starting with, I'm still alive. Amen. I can still walk. I can still see. I can still speak this, 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 write them on this other one. Do you know that the one with problems, (laughs) you will struggle to make 10. Can I give you a chance now to think? Do you you think you've got 10 problems as we speak? No, No. but why does the devil make it as if, my life is full of problems, left, right, and center? And we say, list them, my brother. No, I only just have a financial problem, actually. (laughs) I thought I had problems all the way around. So he says, whatsoever things are lovely. So start thinking about things that are good. There are a lot of things going well. Amen. There are many things around you. You are not appreciating enough. The other time Pastor Josephine was teaching us about appreciating. You are not appreciating enough because you are not taking enough time to acknowledge the good things around you. The psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, forget not all his benefits. So don't forget his benefits. This one we won't read. I'll just tell you about the Shunemite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4. Verse 22 to 26 in the King James Version. We won't read it. But it was after the Shunammite's son was dead. So now the Shunammite woman, in verse 23, the husband asks her, where are you going? It's not Sabbath, it's not new moon, why? Is everything well? What did she say? The sun is dead. Uh-uh. All is well. Now, she rushes to the man of God and as she was going, in verse 26, it says, now, run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered. It is well. Amen. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. Amen. And some of you say, no, but she was lying. The child was dead. That's how not to get things. Okay. If You want to get things? Believe God. How can I lie when I, I'm speaking what God has said? If God said by the stripes of the Lord Jesus I'm healed. And now you say I'm lying because I've got a running nose. That's temporary. The word says I'm healed. And I believe I'm healed. Amen. So I'm not lying. I'm telling you what God has said. The end of the book is I'm healed. Amen. 1 Peter 5.7 says cast all your cares all your worries, all your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. So God cares for us. And we must cast all our cares on him. Cast all our worries on him. Now I want us to read this as we prepare to land. We're already descending. Okay, we're preparing to land. Get two scriptures to land with. Psalms 121 verse 1 to 8 NLT, I want to show you this God, my father who is in charge. So if you are a child of God, you say, my father is in charge. If you are not yet born again, at least because you are here today, you can say God is in control. Amen. He is in control. But he also wants you to come in so that you can enjoy him as the father who is in charge. Look at him in Psalms 121 verse 1 to 8, NLT. This portion of scripture is like the psalmist was going through tough times, difficult moments. He did not know what to do. Sometimes you're going through things and you really don't know what to do. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12, Jehoshaphat says, we have no might against these people. We don't even know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Amen. Even when you don't know what to do, don't lose focus. So now, Psalms 121, verse 1 to 8, NLT. says, I look to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Huh? Does really my help come from there? He, he, he asked that question. He says, I look to the mountain. Do you know that sometimes we look for help everywhere else except for, to God? Hmm. When you've got a need, keep on going to ask people. When there is that, feeling sick, you tell everybody. But you don't tell God. Okay? He says, I look up to the mountain. But does really my help come from there? Do do our help come from the mountain? No. He says, no. My help comes from the Lord, who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let you stumble. He already says what will happen with me. I told you I love God because it's not guesswork work with God. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. So God doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. Even when you are sleeping, he is working for you. He is working things on your behalf. You remember when Adam in the beginning when he was naming the animals after God said it's not good for a man to be alone. I'll make a suitable helper for him. And he gave Adam some job. Adam was looking at those animals. Naming them. And what was God doing? Working behind the scene. Think I haven't forgotten. I've made a promise. And after that he made the man to sleep. He took the rib and made a woman for him. So which means Because he does not sleep, he does not slumber. He's working out something for me. Amen. He's working it out. The Lord Himself, I like it when sometimes He does it Himself. The Lord Himself watches over you, the Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. People, are you hearing this? If the Lord stands. Right beside me as my protective shade. Imagine the enemies are trying to come against me and they see the Lord standing on my side. Ask Nebuchadnezzar when he threw the three Hebrew boys into the burning fiery furnace. What did he see? He saw four people. He says, Hey, and the fourth one is like the Son of Man. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm. And watches over your life. Did you hear that verse 7? Maybe Mr. MJ read it because they may think. Or in your Bibles is it there? Do you have verse 7 in your Bibles? What does the Lord do? You never know. Eh? (laughs) Where are you getting this thing? Uh, You never know. I may just go out here and get knocked down by a car. Which verse? You don't have a verse. The verse that we have is, The Lord keeps you from some harm. The Lord keeps you from all harm. And watches over your life. Amen. Amen. My life cannot be snatched away. He watches over my life. Verse 8. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go. Just today only. Both now and forever. So he has spoken. So if God has spoken, let's not complicate ourselves. Are you going to join me in trusting God? Yes. Just believe in him. Just take, take it like a childlike faith. Just believe him. He said it works like that. then it work. He said it works like that. And I just believe him. You do not have an obligation to fulfill God's word. You only have an obligation to obey God's word. You obey what God has said. It's his responsibility to fulfill the word. He is God. Yours is only to believe. So I'm going to make this call as we learn with Matthew chapter 11. Verse 28 to 30. I want to make this call. Some of you, you probably have been going through rough times. Difficult moments. You were feeling almost at the verge of giving up. But I believe that as this word was spoken, you were feeling, I'm standing up again. I'm standing up again, I'm standing up again. This word is for me, I'm not going to quit. So Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, it says, are you tired in the message translation? Are you tired? Because sometimes you say, I've, been, I've done everything I could, pastor. I'm tired now. Are you tired? Worn out. Bent out on religion. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Remember the resting in peace. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. How did Jesus do it? He would sleep even when there was a storm. He says, watch how I do it. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. Amen.